Hey everyone, this episode is about my mental health. So I am going to speak about medications, um, also about PTSD and depression. Um, so if that will bring up anything for you, please give this one a miss. And there are resources in the show notes if it brings anything up for you. And also consult with your doctors about any medications that you are going to take. We are not medical professionals, shock horror. A listener production. This podcast is being recorded on Gadigal land. We pay our respects to the traditional custodians of this country and elders past, present. We extend our respect to any First Nations, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people joining us today. Hello, everybody. So I'm back and less depressed. That is so amazing. Whoa! I mean, look, it has been like, I think when we release this, it'll be like a month since the incident. Mm. Um, But thanks to everyone DMing me. Thanks to the podcast team. Love you, Chookies. We love you, Abby. Love you. Um, I'm just going to talk a bit about what actually happened because I feel like, okay, people assume something that is very caring and lovely to assume, but everyone assumed that it was like ADHD burnout or that I was sad about a man. But I'm not going to tell you what <laughs> happened, but essentially I had a little bit of PTSD, which was really fun. And I didn't know that I had it. And I found out in the best way possible by having a four-day flashback. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, it was so good to not know that I had it and then find that out via this um, mental health breakdown. That was like really fun. Um, I was catatonic at some point sitting in bed screaming. That's not catatonic. I was catatonic and then like I'd only be like like, just like screaming, like like, just like – like, like someone was trying to kill me, like, <laughs> like that, like, but like on the, but that's like, also someone get me an Oscar. Um, but, um, yeah, it was really bad. So it wasn't just like, I think people were like, oh, like breakups are hard. I'm going, it's not about the breakup. It's not about, it's about like other things that I won't speak about that I cannot speak about. It was a bit of PTSD, which was really fun to discover about myself. It was really fucked. I had therapy on the Wednesday. I had a panic attack in therapy because I was having like five or six a day. But it was like, it was so weird. It was like at any point, if I let myself, I could have a panic attack. But like I could also hold it together to get in the Uber to get to therapy. But I'd be like, oh, as soon as like someone, I'm near someone's safe, I will have a panic attack. Does that make sense? Were you masking, you think? Like, yeah, I think so. Like I even went to dinner with my friends on the Sunday. So that, so the Sunday day and then I was having like, I had like, I, th- I, I don't know how many, I keep changing the number, but it was like constant. It was like. Just like panic attack, panic attack. And then like went to dinner with my friends and got there, had a panic attack on the floor of the bathroom at Hubert's, that fancy French restaurant. Yeah, wow. Um, but I got there and saw my friend, my hospo friends, and just started crying at the dinner table, which I think was really uncomfortable for them all. <laughs> and they were like, how are you? And I'm like, really good, guys, really good. Um, so that was random. And then on the Wednesday, I think it was the Wednesday or the Tuesday, whatever, I had therapy and went there, had a panic attack, pretty fucked one. One so bad that I couldn't even do that stupid five senses thing where you oh, go, yeah. five things I see. I couldn't even talk. I was, it was so fucked. Oh, um, yeah. yeah, it was really bad. And then it was so bad. <laughs> that that the therapist, therapist left the room? No. no, she made me She made me call my assistant to come and pick me up because she wow. didn't trust that I would get home. And it was like I was um, a kid in sick bay at school. And, like, <laughs> Jules came in and I was like this. And I was like, 
hey, Jules. And she's like, hey, sure. Can I like, hey. And she brought an ice pack for me to hold to help with the nervous system regulation and an apple. Because she's like, and the sourness apparently helps you be more present because, you know. Yeah. Genius girl. (laughs) Did it actually help? It did. (laughs) I mean, the panic attack had been going for an hour at this point. So I was kind of, it was kind of getting cliche. You know what I mean? My therapist was like, you have to go to the doctor tomorrow. I was going, I don't want to go to the fucking doctor tomorrow. She goes, I don't want to go to the fucking doctor. She drove me home. It's so uncomfortable, like, your employee having to come and, like, pick you up. And you're like, this is so inappropriate. Like, you could definitely call fair work about this. Like, do you know what I mean? I'm like, <laughs> you could definitely, like, go on your stories and go, and then she made me pick her up from the therapist. Like, you hear those stories about people, like, bitching about their celebrity boss. Not that I'm a celebrity, but do you know what I mean? Like, they're like, they're like and then Chrissy Teigen made me do this. And I think, like... Okay, but, like, you really could spin this in a way that's, like, she was so fucked she I had to go into her therapist's office. It's like, yeah, yeah that's pretty fucked. And the poor, poor Mr. Waters, uh, he was crying because I was crying. He, he picks was, up oh. on your energy probably as well, right? Yeah, he was, like, stomping at me going, mm, mm. Oh. I was crying. I was going, I'm sorry. I think he also just wanted to walk, but I think. <laughs> <laughs> your version was a lot nicer, yeah. Me going, he, he couldn't handle mummy being upset. <laughs> Um, love my king. And he wasn't getting his daily affirmations or his um, daily skin-to-skin contact that we do. That's so cute. You actually do skin-to-skin. I wake up and I drag him up from the feet of my bed and I put on a 15-minute timer and we have cuddles and I tell him how much I love him. That's so cute. (laughs) And if he doesn't get it, he's actually noticeably different. Wow. (laughs) He's He's got abandonment issues probably, right? Yeah, his third house. Poor Chook. Anyway, um, so then, um, you know, it was fine. But then I went to the doctor and I, I actually am nervous to talk about this because I'm scared my doctor will listen to this. But also I'm – this is how I feel, so I'm just going to say it. So my GP has been historically quite good. She takes a very long time for her appointments. Mm. But I don't mind that because um, – She's actually good. Yeah. And when I when I go to the doctor, it's on my day off. Like I have mm. the, the privilege and the joy of like making my own schedule. So if I have a doctor, I'm like I – assume it's going to be an hour late. I assume it's going to go for an hour. I know it's like a half day endeavor, but like, she's good. Like when I had that recurring thrush last year, Mm. she figured out what it was. Love you, Chook. And she fixed it. And she's very good like that. Um, And she listens to me and she doesn't like get like, she doesn't like freak me out, but she also validates me. Yeah. Usually. (laughs) Oh no. What happened this time? Well, after this, I'm never going back again. That's how bad it is. And I've loved her. I've recommended her to everyone. I'm now never going back again. I'm actually blocking the clinic's number. I actually am so upset by this. Okay, I'm going to challenge really you. Does it, was it at the time where you weren't feeling mentally too good? Yes, but let me tell you the story, okay. Lem. All right, all because right. Because I think you'll be... So my, my <laughs> therapist... Don't gaslight me, Lem. Yeah, yeah. Lem. <laughs> my therapist told me I had to go to the doctor. I'm going, okay, I don't want to, but okay. Because also I know it's a half-day endeavour. And I'm like, mm. everyone's giving me the day off. Yeah. Can I just have a day off? I don't want to have to drive to the doctor and wait in the doctor, then talk to the doctor. But like, I, I was like, they're not going to give me anything. Like, and my therapist was like, and she didn't say this in a way that they should. She just was like, well, you've had Valium before. You have a Valium script from your psychiatrist. Maybe that could help with the panic attacks. But I really like taking Valium after the whole incident of me taking Valium by accident for a month. Yeah, I remember that. Oh, my God. Instead of dexamphetamine. Don't consult, my podcast. consult your doctors, everyone, just like medical advice. Well, not my doctor because yeah. let me tell you a story. No, I'm kidding. She is a good doctor. I shouldn't. I think maybe she had a bad day. I don't know. What a segue queen you are, honestly. Well, yeah. fucking hell. So okay. I get there and I was like, hey, my th- I, I'm because uh, I, I was also in the middle of PTSD. Like it was the first day that I hadn't had a flashback yet, and it was like 11 a.m. or something. And I was like, okay, I'm doing well. 
Are we allowed to ask you? You totally tell me no. I'm not. I don't want to talk about it. Like what it's about? Or yeah, no? I don't think I legally fair, can talk fair, about fair. it. Yeah. Um, okay. But yeah, no. I get in there and I say, hey, my therapist made me come here. And then she starts going on about like a mental health plan. And I go, no, no, I don't need a mental health plan. Like I, like I, 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 I like she said, she sent you a letter because she sent the clinic a letter. She goes, well, I don't have it. And I was like, Did okay. Your psychologist sent my the, GP a letter. Your GP a letter mm. to renew your sessions or just. No, no, no. Just to tell her about the PTSD. Oh, okay. Um, and to tell her about what was going on. But my therapist just assumed it was about a mental. She cut me off mid sentence oh. when I got in there and didn't let me. And I was like, oh, no, I've just been having panic attacks and my therapist thinks maybe that I could get Valium or something. And she goes, well, your therapist, your psychologist shouldn't be telling me what to prescribe and highly addictive substance. And I go, well, you, well, she wasn't, and I was like, oh no, she wasn't telling you. I, just, I was like, I'm obviously not, I just told you I'm having a PTSD flare up, the first one ever. I'm obviously not articulating well. She didn't say that you have to give me Valium. I also don't want Valium because of what happened last year. She just said that maybe you can give me medication of some kind or to see what you, she told me to come here to see what you think because she's a psychologist, not a psychiatrist. So we're already on the fucking bad, fucking bad, Mm. in the bad books. And I'm going, why am I in trouble? Like I'm telling her about PTSD. And then she goes, okay, well, what's it about? And I'm going, ah. I was like, I've been trying all day to not have a panic attack. And she goes, well, what's it about? I told her. It's so insensitive. Yeah. And I guess she was probably trying to be sensitive. And again, I fully admit that the way that I'm speaking probably is not as accurate. Can't, yeah, because I actually can't remember because, again, I was having PTSD. I remember the words. Do you know what I mean? Like, again. Yeah. And also, I still think the words, regardless of the tone, aren't great. So she goes, um, what do you have me to say about? I go, oh, and obviously I don't want to talk about it with a GP. Like, I understand that you're doctors, but, like, you don't have my, my mental health medical history. And I also don't really think that I should be casually talking about the PTSD flare-ups while they're happening. Yeah, totally. Like That's triggering. Very triggering. And then I kind of told her like a top line thing. Then I was like, and it's been brought on by this other thing that's happening. And she was like, well, you know, I think it's just time to choose better partners. No. Oh. She did not. Uh, and I was oh, like. No, no. What is she, Nicola Perra? <laughs> I don't get that reference. <laughs> She's like, I love psychologists. Yeah, like, going, <laughs> and also, so she goes, and I go, and I go, no, no, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. And I'm trying to be polite. And I'm like, no, 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 I know. But I really hate when people say this to people who've had shit relationships with like people in the past. I'm like, you realize that people that end up being bad partners are always like, they're the most manipulative people. Yeah. Like no one goes into it and goes, wow, I love this person. Like people have said to mm. me like, you just love when people are mean to you. I go, no, I'm not. Like, yeah. no, I, it's like, it's also like when you have trauma and when you've had like mental health things, you're way more empathetic and understanding of other people's joke. Well, I know that you're doing this because of this, this, this. Yeah. Like I just have more like understanding and which is always ends up being bad for me, but like, I'm just more like lenient, which isn't good, but it's not like I'm choosing cunts that are like, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, oh, fucking. It's like when something panic attack going, just breathe. And you go, oh, thank you. <laughs> she said just breathe. No, it's like no. the okay. same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like with ADHD, like, just be organized. Yeah, yeah. And you go, people go, just like plan ahead. And you go, are you fucking, <laughs> like, it's the same shit. So she goes, just choose better partners. I go, oh, thank you for that. And then she starts talking about attachment theory. And I go, no, I understand attachment theory. I have a whole fucking podcast. Seriously. And I was like, that's also attachment theory is like grade 10, like. Yeah. Like for me, like I started learning about it when I was 15 years old. I think from guys we fucked. Um, and it's been, it's been updated that podcast, since. That podcast, men that I fucked, obviously. The podcast <laughs> called Guys oh, We okay. Fucked. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. What, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. 
which, side note, is like the original Sex Positive podcast. If you haven't heard it, go listen to it. Um, they taught me everything that I know. Um, but like, so she starts talking about attachment theory and I go, I know about attachment theory. She goes, you might know intellectually, but you can't, you, you don't feel it yet or enact it yet. And I go, yeah, so I'm in, so I'm in therapy. And I'm like, yeah, 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 no, I understand. And a huge issue for me as well is I'm avoidant in the way that I intellectualize everything way too much. Like this is an issue for me. So it's like, okay, yeah, I know that the issue is that I intellectualize everything, that I don't actually feel emotions, but I'm currently having PTSD flashbacks where I cannot function. So maybe we can, maybe I can deal with this with my therapist, mm. not with a GP who I see once. You every said three that months. to her? No, God no. Oh, okay. I was fucking borderline catatonic. Yeah. I was, and I went, but I did say to her, no, I know about attachment theory. I mean, she told me that I, I, I'm not feeling the attachment theory. And I'm going, no, I understand. And also attachment theory is such kind of, it's, okay. I think attachment theory is kind of bullshit, but also genius. Because it's like when I've been with people who are secure, I am just so easily secure. If I'm with someone who is avoidant, I'm very um, anxious. If I'm with someone who is um, anxious, which is very rare, but if someone's like smothering me a bit, I get super avoidant. Like it's actually all reactions to who you're with. Yeah, that's why I'm saying it's been updated since. Like if you listen any, like read or listen to the book, Your Brain on Love, it does exactly say what you said, which is researchers have modified this to say that Based on the person you're with, you'll have a different attachment style. It's not like a static thing throughout your whole life. So if yeah. you're avoidant and you're with somebody anxious, um, then you're, yeah, you're probably going to end up being even more avoidant if they're like approaching you more. Yes. Right. And then if you're anxious and they're avoidant, you're going to end up being more anxious. Yes. Because another thing is like, I, I know this when I date people like freshly, like if someone when like my ex, ex-boyfriend that I love wouldn't reply to me, the reason why I get anxious is because I think you're not going to reply to me for like, it could be a day or it could be three months. Like, yeah. like that's where the anxiety comes from. When it's someone like that has kind of regular, like, like speaks to me normally and is like, hey, I'm busy right now. I'll reply to you in three hours. I No part of me is anxious about that. No part of me is like, it's three hours in one minute. I'm like, oh, whatever. Talk to me, talk to me. I'm busy as fuck. Yeah. So like attachment theory, while it is, important and it's easy for people to like put themselves into categories I don't think attachment theory will help PTSD no also the thing that I was upset about was not about relationships side note so so then she tells me that and then she talks about antidepressants and I'm like okay I don't think that I need to go on antidepressants not because I'm anti and then she was on a spiel about like how someone that she was taken care of. She would never let me get to the point of what I was saying. Yeah, was like, how did you not leave is my question. You're probably, also, yeah, you're probably. So I went in there for a colonoscopy referral, actually, initially. <laughs> Side note, yeah. I want to get a colonoscopy. I'm convinced I have colon cancer. That's part of the story at the end. <laughs> so anyway. I'm not laughing at that. No, I know, but yeah. I'm, I have, obviously I have health anxiety, okay? But yeah, also like. the same, yeah. But also that's a whole other thing. So <laughs> I will get to that in a minute later where I think that I have colon cancer. But so <laughs> I. She's talking about attachment theory. I'm going, I don't need to know this, whatever. And then she's antidepressants. And then she tells me and I go, oh, I don't know. Like, because I don't think that I need antidepressants. Not in a way of like, I'm fine. In a way of like, I'm not depressed. I do not have depression. Even when I was having panic attacks all day, every day, I was still like, I wasn't functional at all, but it was like, I was, I, I wasn't, it was more, it was anxiety side, right? And I know that there are antidepressants for anxiety. I've also been on multiple different antidepressants. Nothing has worked anywhere near as well as my dexamphetamine to change my mood and change my anxiety and change my sleep patterns. So I don't, 
also this, I felt great last, the week before last, I was like actually happy for the first time in like mm. six months. So like I, cause breakups make you happy sometimes. I was like, no, like I'm not depressed. I'm not, I don't have any suicidal ideation. I don't have any depressive signs. It's just that I've had a trigger. I am now having panic attacks every day. And I think it, it's, P, it's like PTSD. It's not depression. And I know that, and if it was, if it was like, I came in, I'm like, it's three weeks of it. I understand mm. that. It had been three and a half days at this point. It hasn't even been a full week. It's yeah. like, why are we putting me on medication? I, 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 I don't know why we're doing that. And I said, I don't think that I should start medication because I'm about to go film a show. My job is my personality. So if I'm mm. extra anxious or if I become depressed or if I even am nauseous, if I'm dizzy, if I'm getting hot flushes, if I'm eating too much, not eating enough, it actually could ruin my career. So I actually, I cannot risk something when I don't feel that I need antidepressants. I mean, it's been a week and I'm completely back to normal. Like, yeah, and it they take two weeks up. to actually like kick, kick in. in. And I said, I don't want to do this. I was like, when I come back, if I'm still feeling like this, I'll consider it, mm. but I don't want to do it. Yeah. I don't want, and then she convinced me to get the script right. And she's explaining to me all the different Was antidepressants. Was it an SSRI, just out of curiosity? No, because she explained SSRIs to me and said that I shouldn't have SSRIs. And I go, well, why are we talking about it then? Just give me what you think I should have. <laughs> Serotonin reuptake inhibitors. Yeah. And I've, I've had SSRIs before. Couldn't come. Made me more depressed than anything. Yeah, like, true. Loved, loved a bit of Lexapro for the brain. Didn't love it for the pussy. So, <laughs> like, <laughs> there's our social clip. Um, That's exactly so, what I'm typing uh, up one too. Uh, go, yep. <laughs> um, but, you know, like, like, I also am happier being in between. So... I go, whatever. I go, okay, look, if I also don't want to be the person to be anti-antidepressants because antidepressants are life-changing for a lot of people and they're not, they're not saying to, it wasn't a shame thing. She was acting like I was ashamed. I'm like, no, 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 I'm not ashamed. I'll go on it. But I have to go on camera for, and be filmed for at least 10 hours a day for three weeks and run a show. Yeah, like yeah. I can't, I, you- my personality is my job. It gets worse, Lem. So then... <laughs> Questions after because I'm telling you this is so fucked. <laughs> so, like so then, so then it's literally I had TED talk. I should have a fucking PowerPoint. Oh, this is good for the tour. Actually, we shouldn't use it. Um, so then I'm going okay. I'll take the fucking I'll take the antidepressants. Whatever. I also was there for an STI check because love that. So I got my little thing for that. And I'd asked halfway through. I also need a colonoscopy referral. And then she said to me, "Okay, I'll give you one colonoscopy referral, um, but we need to address your health anxiety if this comes back with nothing." And I'm going, I understand that. But like, A, I'm in like, I've told you multiple times, I'm in a PTSD response. My anxiety is very high. And also I'm almost 30 and I probably should be getting a colonoscopy anyway. Like this isn't like I have asked for a colonoscopy, a mammogram. Um, I've asked yeah. for a lung check. I've asked for a brain scan. I've asked, my friend's dad died of colon cancer. Someone else that I know gets regular colonoscopies because they have polyps that can turn into and they didn't know about it. Another, I also saw... Um, it's on the rise, by the way, as well, like by 25% compared to like 20 years ago or something. No, 266% shook oh, for women hell. under 30. So I'm like, I've seen all these stats. There's also like government campaigns right now to encourage women under 30 to get colonoscopies. So I'm just, I get a skin check every year. I get a breast check. I get like a ultrasound if I feel a lump. I get pap smears every year. I have since I was sexually active. Like I'm just doing my regular check. Responsible chook. Responsible chook. Exactly. Chook. So I'm going, 
whatever, as long as I can get the fucking referral. And in my head, I'm going, I never come back anyway. So like, I'm not doing this. <laughs> and then I'm like, hey, just give me the fucking letter. And then, and also for me, on a more serious note, I don't know my dad. So I actually don't know what runs in my family. Uh. So when doctors ask what runs in your family, I actually don't know because mum's side has no cancer. Okay. Like mm. we have no breast cancer. We, I think my, my grandpa had pancreatic cancer when he was like 87. Like no, all my family on my mum's side lived to like 90 plus. Mm. Pa was quote unquote young when he died at 87. You know what I mean? We're like, yeah. whoa, in this prime. Like, like, so like my family on my mum's side, we have nothing that I would, should be quote unquote worried about. I don't know my dad's side at all. I don't even know what like country like his family is from. I don't know anything about their health history. I have no way to tell that. I don't know if there could be recurring bowel cancer or breast cancer in his family and every woman could have breast cancer and I could have no idea about it. There could be like throat cancer. There could be stomach cancer. Like, I don't know. So I just feel like I should get checked. Like, it's still I don't it, fucking- a, a, a unreasonable ask anyway, regardless of all of those things. It's just saying, I just want to get a colonoscopy. I just to- want to get checked. Yeah, like, I, I, they refused me a colonoscopy one time too, like multiple times, and then I got an ulcer. So that was uh, well, this lovely. Is the thing. Well, I've also heard of people like um, someone that I know, don't want to out this chook, but someone that I know had um, skin cancer and the doctor told them they were too young to have skin cancer. So they oh. left it, I think, another year and came back and it, it was a slow moving one. Oh but God. it was still skin cancer. All right. So this is the thing. It's like, okay, who does, it, who does it hurt if I get a colonoscopy? I'm paying for it. You all get money. I get peace of mind. I'm not, I don't have Munchausen's. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not asking for like a colonoscopy a week. I'm just saying yeah. I've never had one. I'm almost 30. Haven't ever really thought about it. Probably should get one. Anyway, then I, I convince her to give me a colonoscopy. And then at the end of the session, it's 45 minutes long, this thing. And she goes, oh, We'll do the colonoscopy on Monday when you come back to see how the antidepressants are going. I'm going, can you just write me the fucking letter? So I leave without it because, again, I'm in a fragile position and I have to get the therapy because I was running late. It was just a 45 minutes consult. Then I go, whatever, I pay. It's $275, which is just crazy. It's not a bulk billing clinic. No. Yeah. Um, I didn't really have those in the East. Yeah. (laughs) Genuinely, I feel like everywhere that I go, they're like $5,000 and I go, what the yeah. fuck? Like I don't even know Sydney. I don't even know where they are in Sydney. In Brisbane, everyone's bulk billing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In Sydney, no one is daring to. Yeah, it is It is getting less and less and less. It's crazy. I feel like growing up, I could go to everywhere. It was like not weird to not bulk bill. Like, yeah. Anyway, so no bulk billing. So I paid $270, which whatever, you know, medical care. But I also, it could have been a five-minute consult. It could have been, here's some Valium. Here's your colonoscopy referral. And here's your STI check. Yeah. Au revoir, Chuck. But instead it was a lecture about attachment theory, how I should choose different partners and all the medications that I can't use and the one that I can. Then I go to the pharmacist and I go, just double checking. I can have this. I go, okay, great. I'm going to do it. And I was like, you know, what? I'm just going to take it because I'm not going to be the person who's anti-antidepressants. I'm just going to take it. My GP saying it should be fine before I go to film. I'm just going to do it. And this one apparently it doesn't affect your libido. I don't know what it's called. And I go to the fucking pharmacist and I go, hey, Chuck, um, just a quick question before I go, because the pharmacist also didn't check, didn't ask me what other medications I was on. And I remembered and I went, hey, sorry, just one more thing. Can I take this with dexamphetamine? And she goes, oh, no. And I go, what? She goes, let me Google, but that's, no, 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 you can't. Google. She goes, no, 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 you can't. Um, you could get really sick from it. 
And you could have really advert, like the most extreme adverse reactions to antidepressants in general, like nausea, fainting, vomiting. You could also, I think she said that I could have like psychosis or something. Like I could, I could become really depressed. And I was like, okay, well, you can have these back. Gave them back to her. And then I was like, whatever. Went to therapy, joyous vibes. Um, got my little worksheet on what to do. And I had a flashback, love homework, love therapy homework. <laughs> and then the next day I was talking to my assistant and I was like, do you, th-? I was like, I'm pretty upset that like I didn't get anything out of that $275 appointment. I didn't even get the colonoscopy referral, which is what I went there for initially. And then I was like, well, I'm here. I may as well get the G- the mental health thing. I also wasn't, I was kind of invalidated and triggered by yeah. being there. And I didn't even get antidepressants that were correct. I didn't get medication to help me with my PTSD. I didn't get um, the colonoscopy referral. And all I got was an STI check, which like I've only fucked one person <laughs> since my relationship. So I'm like, <laughs> like you know what I mean I'm like probably and they said they got to check but like it's not like urgent you know what I mean it's like yeah, just yeah. I'll do it but like so then I go to the fucking um oh, the next day I was like okay, I'm gonna call the doctor's office and just see if she can just email me a colonoscopy referral because that's what I went in for and I'm gonna cancel my Monday appointment because I don't have the antidepressants to take I'm not gonna take them and she calls me back and she's like I and again I don't want to put a tone of voice over this because but my assistant was there to witness this and she went, <gasps> and she was hand over mouth when this conversation was happening. Essentially, and I don't want to misquote her because I do respect doctors a lot, you know what I mean? I know that they're very busy and very stressed and I understand. But long story short, when I told her that it was the wrong antidepressant, she said to me, I'm only human and didn't say sorry, didn't say that would have, oh, I'm glad that you checked, didn't say anything like that. And said, I know. And then I was like, but the pharmacist told me, she said, no, no, they're fine to take. And I go, but the pharmacist said they're not. And then she was saying, I know what you're saying the pharmacist told you. But, and I'm like, I'm not some like anti-vaxxer trying to get out of taking antidepressants. I'm just letting you know that you cannot, that the pharmacist gasped. And regardless if the pharmacist is aware or not, you should be aware that there is someone out there that thinks this is a bad idea. So can we look into it a bit more? Obviously didn't say this. I'm just going, oh yeah, I just want to call us referral. Like, okay, all I want is an email. I, I, I'm not coming back. Yeah. Like, she was like, she's like, but are you okay? Because it's my job just to make sure that you're okay mentally. Because you came in here saying you weren't okay. And I'm like, well, you're getting mad at me. So I was like, yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. I just need a colonoscopy referral. And then she's like, well, remind me why you want it. And I go, oh, just precautionary. My friend's dad, dad. And she's like, who else has died that you know? And I'm going, um. Far out. I'm going, I just want to. Why wanna... is it that hard to get a fucking. Babe, Crazy. And then um, I thought I, it was happening to me because I'm brown. So I'm glad there's no discrimination when it comes to that. Like, just refer me to a specialist. <laughs> just give me a referral, honestly. Yeah. Then I go, thanks, whatever. Hang up. The phone call goes for three minutes, 24 seconds. I get a call back from the reception saying, hey, um, how do you want to pay for that consult? Oh, get fucked. And I was like, oh, I'm not going to. So... And they were like, okay, we'll talk to the doctor. And I go, no, 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 I don't think you understand. Yesterday I came in for a colonoscopy referral. I didn't get it. I also came in for a quick appointment and I had a 45-minute long appointment that I paid you guys $275 for yesterday and I was given the wrong antidepressants. So the doctor was fixing their mistake and also was doing something that I asked them to do. So I'm actually not going to pay, so don't call me again. I love you, Abby. Well, I'm not going to pay. And it would be like a hundred and something dollars. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I've paid 500 fucking dollars 
to be told that attachment theory exists and be given an incorrect script. Yeah, yeah, fucked yeah. up. It is fucked up. So then, um, that was my story. Oh, then I got a text saying that actually I can take the I can take the medication with dexamphetamine from the doctor. But I'm like, I'm not taking that risk before I go and film. This is the whole thing. Is I'm not changing meds before I go and film a show. Like, sorry. Um, so that was my experience. That's pretty fucked. Okay, my question first is. Yes, go. Do you, would you consider MDMA um, post-traumatic stress yes. disorder oh. uh, treatment? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even Yes, I would take MDMA if I was forced to. <laughs> if I had to, I think I'd like, I don't know, if someone was like, you have to do it, it'd be better. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I have no, I have no idea what it's evidence. like. So I, <laughs> I guess first time for everything. How about Kat? Yeah. Um, Kat. Oh yeah. Both oh, of them. I actually would consider. I saw it on Real Housewives. As in, like to treat PTSD. Yeah, yeah. Mm. In the um, in the they like, go into like a clinic and have like an intravenous drip, the slow drip with the ketamine. And someone else that I don't know did it as well um, in LA and told me that it kind of helped. Yeah. I consider it, but honestly, it's been a week and I'm like, fine now. Obviously not fine, fine, but I'm like, oh, I've got my worksheet. So like, like, I don't your know. worksheet from your therapist? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Of what to do when I have it, when I have mm, like a structured attacks. journal. Yeah. yeah, yeah flashbacks yeah. particularly. Because I've had panic attacks before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the flashbacks were a bit traumatizing. That is fucked um, Yeah, it was pretty fucked. It was actually really weird. Um, pretty random of me. Um, but so... I, yeah, I would consider it. Mm. It's micro dosing and yeah. it's like in, in a clinical setting. And apparently it is like a yeah. solution to yeah. PTSD, not like that it controls the symptoms. It actually helps not fix for it. it, not to come back again. Well, yeah. what I am going to try is EMDR. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, I, let me get it up so no one gets mad at me. <laughs> is that the thing where you tap your forehead? It's, I think similar. Yeah. Blinking, like um, looking left and right. Yes, um, eye movement, desensitization, and reprocessing. I think you say a yeah. you say a, a statement. I think it's mm. like I am worthless, or maybe it's the opposite, where it's like I'm. It good. is. It works on your self beliefs, like your ne- negative self or unhelpful self beliefs. But what it does is like, if you have like, you know, a thought that you you can't get out of your head, or if you have like a, a again a negative self belief, what they do is. When they desensitize you by having you like your eyeballs follow their um, a dot on the screen or their finger, as you're doing this low level of processing in your body, which is like following a dot, y- that you can actually work on rewiring the brain and the f- beliefs mm-hmm. because your body is is now able to get exposed to more and more traumatic things on like obviously gradually, and that way you can actually restructure those like traumatic experiences by engaging your body in bilateral movements. So it has to be something either like tapping with both hands or the hand doing this. I mean, my partner did it and it's been incredible. This is the thing. It feels like a circus act, but I also (laughs) like everyone that's done it has been like, it's amazing. And my therapist, someone in the therapy clinic does it. So my therapist is going to said she thinks it would help particularly now with the PTSD discovery. Yeah. Um, But not everyone does it well, by the way. There's a lot of like. I, my therapist is my favorite person on the planet. So I trust her. Yeah, okay. But someone that I know had a really bad experience with it and people being weird about it. But, yeah, I'll do EMDR um, and I'll see. But 
yeah, weird fucking yeah, weird wow, fucking experience. Speaking of mental health and and people going a bit, let's just say losing it. In yeah. the words of Fisher, um, <laughs> I, I saw this TikTok recently, and it made me. Kath and I always speak about this, and it made me really like angry. It's something that I speak about a lot, and I feel like this isn't the most relatable thing in the world, but it's more like a PSA to people. So I don't know if you guys know Gabby Hanna. No. no. She was a big YouTuber. Do you know Gabby Hanna? Amy does. She's a big YouTuber, huh? She on was on Vine, then YouTube, then TikTok. And about this time last year, she had a very public mental breakdown on TikTok. And because this mental breakdown wasn't – Someone just going, hey, guys, depression is real. Mm. It was like she was having a very visible, I don't know if she has, people are saying that it was mania. I don't know if she has bipolar. I don't know what was going on with her. But she obviously wasn't well, right? And she was doing a few things that were pretty fucked up and saying things that were pretty fucked up, right? I can't remember any of examples, but I remember being like, oh, at the time. She has OCD, ADHD, anxiety, and bipolar. Okay, there we go. So she... Obviously, has been, like, famous for years and, like, mega famous on the internet. And she just had this, like, very public breakdown. And the details of the breakdown actually aren't that important because I see this happening time and time again. And it makes me, like, so fucking frustrated about how people perceive mental health and mental breakdowns. And I feel like this is the result of – I know everyone has different opinions on this, but, like, are you okay day? It's, like, all mental health – that is worth speaking about is when it doesn't actually affect interpersonal relationships. So like, otherwise you're just a bad person. So like, oh, like if someone's sad and they're taking out of themselves and they have negative self-talk, then we can talk about it and talk about how you're worth something. And that's all the mental health support we have in the world on the internet. And then the second someone has an actual like psychotic break online or maining out or an active drug addiction where you can see they're not well, they get trolled and get told they're a bad person if they say things that are slightly problematic. It's like they're not in their right mind. Mm -hmm. If you say something that like isn't, I don't remember what she said or what she did, but it was like, this is an example. I've seen others happen happened to others before, including someone that I'm friends with. So I'm having a very, very public mental breakdown. And like, I'm guilty of it at first going, oh my God, what the fuck is this? Oh my God, what are they saying? What the fuck? But after a certain amount of time, it becomes very apparent. They aren't mentally well and they probably are either on something, you won't remember it the next day, or they are actually like not connected to reality. Like there are people online that are having public breakdowns and everyone is just like making fun of them or say, or trying to cancel them and reprimand them for something that they don't even have an understanding of what they're saying or what they're doing. Like they're actually, it's like actual mental illness, not just people going like, which is also valid saying having depression and, and having anxiety and all these other things. But it's like, why do we, I just feel like the, the empathy extends only to I'm sad and it isn't affecting anyone else. The second it affects other people or people are like rude or like people are saying like, it's even like people have like relationship breakdowns and someone is a bit like posting weird shit afterwards. It's like, yeah, they're obviously not very well. And like, it doesn't excuse their behavior, but like trying to cancel them doesn't actually work logically because they aren't in their right mind to understand right from wrong when they're having a manic episode. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, this is the preamble. Okay. To, mm-hmm. I then saw this TikTok and someone was like, oh my God, Gabby Hanna, um, what the fuck? She works in the, now, because she went offline after this manic episode because she actually let someone into her house 
that like she was recording it and this person like people thought he was going to like physically harm her. Like he was a, Ooh. he was like a quote unquote fan that had been doing TikToks about how he's going to find where she lives <gasps> and get let in while she was mentally unwell. Oh no. So she was going through some sort of psychosis. She then. was going through some sort of mental health crisis. Yeah. Oh my God. And I, it looks like mania is what everyone was saying online. We can't diagnose her, but if she has bipolar, it looked like a manic episode. Mm. And she was letting this person in and this person had come with the express interest to like get into her house. And I don't know if the intention was to rob her or hurt her, but there was a high chance that she was going to get her. I don't think she did end up getting hurt. But after that, she kind of went missing from the internet. I mean, look, Gabby, she said some fucked up shit that like it's not excusable, but she wasn't, she's like, not mentally, she's she very clearly was not mentally good, right? And some people, uh, I just, I just, just fuck. Anyway, so she then went off the internet for a year, rightfully so. It's obviously not a good place for her, obviously. She obviously had a lot of work to do on herself. And then she has recently come up in like a video for the YMCA in her local town, in her hometown, I think in like middle America or something. Um, teaching dance classes and people are making fun of her for it. Being like, oh my God, fall from grace. Gabby Hanna is now, and look, I'm not a Gabby Hanna fan. Side note, I just, this came across, I didn't even know who she was until this, it went viral, this mental breakdown she was having, having. I'd heard her name before, didn't know who she was. And I came in at the mental breakdown. Yeah. And She's been, but she's been huge for years and people are like relishing in her having a quote unquote normal job. And it just is like, okay, so you all wanted her to get off the internet, rightfully so. She was being extremely damaging to people and to herself and risking her own life. Um, And she obviously wasn't well. And now you're going to go and make fun of her for getting a quote unquote normal job, which you also have like, like, yeah. what does that say about how you feel about yourself? Yeah. Honestly, yeah. to make fun of her for being in a gym that you go to um, in a hometown. But it's like, what do you get from that? What do you get from being joyous at someone? Honestly, she's most likely much happier, much, much happier working at gym. These videos of her, she looks she looks completely, she looks happier. She looks normal. She Not normal, but she looks like happier. She looks like back to like. Like, like a stable balance. person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. She looks, and she's obviously stoked about teaching these dancing classes because she was of dancing and she tried to do a music career and everyone made fun of her for that as well. I mean, look, I never really liked her. She's a bit crook. But like, it's the mental health component that is like frustrating me. It's like when Jess Murray from um, Pack to the Rafters was quote unquote caught working at a cafe. Do you remember that? Mm. Yes. And it's like, oh no, how dare she get a job that doesn't require her to be in the public eye and makes her probably mentally much healthier. Wow. What is she meant to fucking do? Abby, are you preparing to open up your own cafe? And that's why you're I actually like- would love to own a cafe. <laughs> I know you said that before. I would love it. I would love it. I'm so like, much. this is the reason. But like, now if I decided, if I decided tomorrow to quit yeah. this job and because mm. I was too anxious and too stressed and I went and worked in the local pub, that actually is like a positive choice for me. That's like that actually should be applauded because it's very, yeah, it's very. I think it's very like brave to be publicly criticised for going to work in a cafe or work at a YMCA or do dance classes. Like, what the fuck is wrong with that? What the fuck is wrong with her going to get a a job that she enjoys doing that doesn't require her to have public mental breakdowns? It's fucked and gets away gets away from LA for her as well. Obviously, there was like an issue in LA. And being around other influencers, I don't really know. I don't know the chook, but like she, 
is very clearly better. Same with Jess Murray. I just don't like this whole, like, it's like, I don't know if it's tall poppy or what, people relishing in people having, A, people like people having mental breakdowns and going, ha see, she's lost it. And then when she tries to make herself better by getting out of the public eye, which is what you all demanded, you all demanded she get off TikTok. She did that. She got a job back in her hometown. I think it's living with her parents. People are saying, good on her. I'm sure she's got a fuck ton of money saved. I'm sure she's going, you know what? I want to be happy. What do I enjoy doing? I enjoy dancing. I'm going to teach dance classes. I'm going to live off the savings that I had and live with my parents and get back on my feet and feel mentally better again. And that's what recovery actually looks like. It doesn't just look like going to therapy once a week. It actually looks like changing things in your life and changing behaviours and changing like your environment and what you're producing. And when she's doing that, people are fucking making fun of her and being like, this is so embarrassing for her. Why is it embarrassing? Like, why is it embarrassing Jess Murray went to the fucking cafe? How dare she try and support her kids? Oh, wow. What an awful fucking person. You fucking losers. Because people define fame as success, I think. Mm. And then when she doesn't have the pursuit, at least, of fame, then she's failed. And that's what they're making fun of. But not thinking about the nuance of, like, mental health and how, like, how much people just don't know, don't understand, like... Again, I told you kind of off mic, but my mom had schizophrenia, which is like delusions and hallucinations. So obviously I can imagine if my mom was public with this, where like suddenly she'll be like, who are you? Or like suddenly she'll, you know, question what your motive is. People are like, oh, she's losing her brain. And then she'll like, anyway, what I'm trying to say is delusions, hallucinations are part of some sort of some psychological conditions that can happen, including psychosis. And people just absolutely lack the knowledge to understand that you can have that and it not be you, you know? Absolutely. I think people are just, uh, I, I, I just don't understand why we're only willing to talk about mental health conditions when it doesn't affect anyone else. Like even like BPD getting spoken about on TikTok, people being like, some, I saw someone post like that raises awareness of BPD and all the comments are like, and she's talking about like how hard it is for her to date. And the thing is, all these mental health conditions, or a lot of them, just come from trauma that's been inflicted upon you as a kid or whatever. Like a lot of them come from trauma and things you couldn't help. And then obviously your brain's reacted in a different way. And BPD is one of those things where it's like, it often comes from trauma. And all the comments were just people being like, oh my God, I dated someone with BPD and it was fucking hell mm. and they made my life awful. That may be true, but why are you commenting this on a video of someone crying about how hard it is for them to, and they're like, and they were saying, I know that what I'm doing isn't right. I know that I can't be calling someone 50 times with my favorite person. And I, I, I actually, I can't get out of this cycle. I can't, I can't do it. And then everyone commenting their experiences. It's like, well, they're actually just bad people. Mm, are they? <laughs> I don't know. It's like with honestly, and people might hate me for this, but I'm just going to say it. It's like narcissists. I'm going, I understand that narcissists do bad things and they are bad people. But the thing is they lack empathy because of trauma. So what have they gone through? And when, when do we excuse? Like, I'm like, I like, and again, you shouldn't have them in your life. You don't need them in your life. You don't need to be around them. You don't need to encourage it or enable it. But to be like saying that like someone BPD is, oh, you can never... People commenting, warning, never date anyone with BPD, never date anyone Borderline with it. personality disorder, oh, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Warning. And it's like, but like these things come from trauma. And I think that like there are certain people that 
just want to jump at everything. Yeah. Without and even just, thinking. But it's just like as long as it doesn't affect anyone else, like mental health conditions often affect other people, even if you have extreme anxiety or extreme depression or if you have, um, you know, they affect people in your life. If you're like super avoidant or anxiously attached, it's like you have, like there are, I don't know, it's all coming from trauma. I just think of like at what, at what point do we draw the fucking, I don't know, do we draw the line of like not trolling people that are like, Obviously narcissists are a bit different, but even still, it's like, are they worthless human beings because they've had so much trauma that they've had to become hyper-independent and only think about themselves? For the narcissist, you mean, mm. in that case. Like, I see, like, self-aware narcissists on TikTok and I go, well, yeah. And I go, well, like, that's, like I wouldn't want to be around you and thanks for being aware but like, I'm not going to say you're a worthless human being and you're and you're an awful person because realistically, you actually don't have the capacity to understand empathy. Yeah, because it is hypocritical on the level where even if somebody who, as a result of a psychological personality disorder or whatever, is saying something that's immoral or unethical, then you pointing your finger at that person is actually unethical. Well, then who lacks empathy then? Yeah. You know what I mean? If we're going, well, they don't have any empathy. Okay, so is there a bad, worthless person? Okay, so why don't you have any empathy for them? If you can have empathy, why don't you think, okay, well, because I, whenever I see these people, I go, what the fuck did you go through in childhood? Like, what yeah. the fuck happened to you? Because this person on TikTok, he has narcissism and his um, sister has BPD. And it's like, what happened to you two? Yeah, so in true. A lot of the times it's, it's that. But then I think the more helpful conversation is, how do you hold a person to account based on their behavior? And yeah. that removes the judgment element from it. Like if somebody who's a narcissist hurt a woman in a certain way or hurt a man or whatever, then it's like, how do you hold them to account? Totally. And they aren't, they aren't um, absolved from responsibility. It's more just on TikTok, people saying, I have BPD. I'm really upset. And then everyone equating, it's like everyone's putting them into a box, like this person with narcissism. Yeah. It's like, okay, but you're now putting all of your, you're projecting all of your experiences with not self-aware narcissists onto this other person and you are like, oh, like they will do this, 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 which like maybe they will, maybe they won't, but this person isn't showing any negative behavior like you were saying, Lem. It's like they have a personality disorder. Yeah. So I just like... Mm. I don't know. I think like defending narcissists is a random hill to die on for me. But like, <laughs> yeah, but, like it's pretty random. But it's also like, I don't know. Like, I just don't think we should like, fucking hell. Like, it's just stigmatizing, like difficult mental health conditions, quote unquote difficult. Mm. Like, it's like people have psychosis, people that like, it's just like a bit. Yeah, like when you think about like a Kanye West, obviously he's saying some stuff that's pretty fucked fuck and continuous. But yeah, how do you hold them to account as the lens yeah and the thing is but i guess with him it's like oh you're actually doing things that are really fucked so we can all just not engage in your music we can all just not listen to your music we can all like you know we can all choose our behavior around what you're doing whereas there's people that are saying i have a narcissistic personality disorder and people are going you deserve a platform i'm like but people who are they're actually weirdly so weirdly because this narcissist obviously wants attention and wants validation and wants their God complex to be validated. They're now getting a following, ironically, <laughs> helping people who are surviving narcissistic abuse. Yeah. It's like very, and it's like, they don't, they don't mean to do that, but like, they're kind of helping. It's very meta. 
It's very meta. It's very like <laughs> Black Mirror. It's like, whoa, like, what's going on? Um, all right, Shookies. Well, um, remember, Abby loves narcissists. And <laughs> no. And also, you know what else is fucking annoying? Sorry, one more, one more final fucking point yeah. is I saw Peach PRC um, post about how like she has this deep internal belief that she's an awful person and she thinks it's come from being on the internet. And I'm just going to say that is 100% correct. Oh, man. It literally, you live your life on the fucking defense. The fact that I'm having to say right now, guys, I don't promote narcissism is a bit ridiculous. Like yeah. I think everyone also, my other lesson for everyone is like use um, like context and nuance and understand that like me saying that like narcissism comes from trauma doesn't mean that like your narcissistic ex who was awful to you is a good person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying they're good people at all. I'm saying they, they just make bad choices. And they're still responsible for their behaviour. If you're a narcissist or a BPD, you still can do what you can to get better. But I'm just saying that fact alone doesn't make them a worthless human being because they have been through a bit of trauma. And you can choose not being around them and that's fine. But I just feel like everyone's just constantly trying to be like, oh, well, you're also an awful person because, oh my God, see my Frank Green chat? Jesus Christ. I was saying I love Frank Green. I posted saying I love Frank Greens and someone commented being like, um, this is, you shouldn't ever shame. Because I was like, they're better than Stanley Cups because they are. And um, <laughs> Stanley Cups are embarrassing. And um, they're just like, they're, they're fine. But it's like, why do you want to, like, the straw makes me anxious. I don't know. Um, I don't know. It's like weird. Also, also you like have your own, per, like, your own point of view about what you like. Babe, it was a bit. It was a bit about how you need to fucking pry my Frank Green out of my fucking dead cold hands because Stanley Cups are the androids of the water bottle world. Literally all of us are Frank Greens. <laughs> and I was like, this is an apple and um, I have a sip of mine now. And someone got to being like, um, you shouldn't ever shame anyone for having any, um, you shouldn't shame anyone for having any kind of reasonable water bottle with over-consumerism and late-stage capitalism. I'm going, <laughs> it was a fucking joke. I'm going, actually have a laugh. I'm like, okay, and if we want to talk, and then I, I, I responded being like, if we want to speak about overconsumption, I would still say Frank Green is the quote-unquote better option because Stanley Cups are the peak overconsumptions. Americans have whole cupboards full of them. And they're encouraging it, bringing out a new, new release Stanley Cup. If we're going to really speak about it, let's talk about it. Frank Green <laughs> is like sustainable chooks. Fucking... Uh, Stanley Cups, really. And also, guys, you can buy a Stanley Cup. Just me saying that it's an Android. If you have some ba- have a backbone, <laughs> go and buy your Stanley Cup with pride. <laughs> you know what I mean? Fuck, people are so, like, <laughs> all I want to say is sometimes people are allowed to have a laugh. That's all I want to say. Sometimes people are allowed to have a silly laugh. It's like with the fucking nose job situation. It's like sometimes, guys, I just want to have a nicer nose. <laughs> Sometimes I don't like that I'm photographed from my right side. Okay, sue me, kill me, unsubscribe <laughs> if that hurts you. Um, sometimes I, I don't want to drink from a Stanley Cup. Come for me, come for me. Oh my god! Did oh. you get a colonoscopy in the end? Like, did you get a referral? Got a referral. So I'm okay. gonna go. Oh, but go after. Yeah. oh yeah, that's the real win now. I'll have to go after F Boy Island, but um, yeah, that's my that's my anger taken out on you all. Good but luck love with you, chooks. And sorry, one more thing that I want to talk about. <laughs> one more thing. One more thing. One more thing. One more thing. Is it's similar to the Stanley Cup thing? It's like I just want to remind everyone that, like, on the internet, if someone if someone posts something and you can't participate for whatever reason, and I have the, the biggest example of this is a girl who made bean soup, right? And there were all these comments saying, "What do I do if I don't like beans?" <laughs> and it's like sometimes, guys, things aren't for you. Like, if you love your Stanley Cup. I'm not 
proposing a national ban on Stanley Cups. I'm not doing a buyback scheme. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to Parliament. It's like you can have your Stanley Cup if you need your Stanley Cup for whatever reason. Someone was like, "Oh, like I, I, I for, for anxiety, I, I like sucking on the straw." I'm going great. Enjoy suck on that straw. Like, <laughs> like uh, if someone said to me, "Oh, Stanley Cup's better than Frank Green's," I go, "Oh, silly, silly conversation in a smoker's area." Like. <laughs> you're embarrassing. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I just don't know why we all need to like have things tailor made for us. And this is the issue with the internet is like people being like, um, the bean soup is the best example. This girl got like almost trolled because people who didn't like beans weren't included. But they were joking, weren't they? Weren't the people saying about the beans soup like, oh, what happens if you don't like beans? Like, isn't that the joke? No, I think people being, I think someone being serious and everyone oh, else started joining no. in. They, oh, this no. happened to me so many times, so many times. Like, <laughs> Like, I'm trying to think of an example. Oh, like I'll post a skincare thing. I can't use this because I'm allergic to... I go, it's then, not for you. Then don't. Yeah. Then, then, then don't use... Oh, I really hate sheet masks. Then don't buy a sheet mask. I'm not sure what you want me to... I'm not... Like, my life is different to your life. Like... I'm not you. I'm not you. And, like, obviously when it's things that are, like, accessibility. But see, even me having to do this caveat... Obviously with accessibility and things like that, but it's like when people are like, this content isn't specifically for me. Okay. Well, I'm not really sure what to do about that. Um, so maybe don't get the skincare that you're allergic to. And also they know this. It's, it's it, they, they know this. Like they know that logically, like if you're, imagine if you're at a dinner party, this is what I always try to say to people. If you're at a dinner party and someone said, like if I, if I had dinner, us three together, and I go, oh my God, guys, I had, I had, the best lasagna of the night and I have a recipe and um, I'll send it to you guys. Like, like don't worry. Would you, yeah, you'd be like, oh my God, yum. And if you were allergic to something, you go, oh my God, you can't have it. But mm. you wouldn't be like, um, can you please send me a recipe that is gluten free and dairy free? Because I actually can't have those things. So if you I can actually can't have me, gluten, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but also, but also, no, but also but you also have a brain to go, I will I, get gluten, I will get gluten flour. free pasta. Yes. It's like, uh, tell it's me like, the recipe. I'm, and also, I'm happy for you. I love I, that you I love those. Like, I'm just going to yeah. scroll past you. Oh, yum. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I don't think you'd even say I'm gluten intolerant. You just go, yum. No. Yes. I'm glad you enjoyed that pasta. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of going, oh, well, I actually can't have that. Okay. <laughs> Doesn't really affect me. I'm not Did really you put sure what you're on the lasagna. No, I actually didn't make the lasagna. It's just an example. Oh, okay. So even the imaginary lasagna is problematic. Um, but that's my issue. Talk to you guys later. That should be the new title of the podcast. This is my issue. I hate everything. All right. Um, well, love you. I'm going to go wee now. A listener production.